this evening on a very special drinks and discussions we delve into something that is has been long lost in our culture and uh something that scholars have have sought after for many millennia something that not too many people still today recognize as something that is a, a part of our cultural history but something we all really need to understand what is soup? Where does it come from? What defines a soup? If you have water with edible ingredients, is this a soup? If you have ingredients but a slight bit of moisture, is this a soup? Today, on Drinks and Discussions. So, Bird, the things you know of soup, tell them to us. Well, uh, they say that soup is directly correlated to the enhancement of our brains mm. as we know them today, uh, mm -hmm. which is not super enhanced. Super? No. It's, well, it would be super enhanced if the soup enhanced it. it. Yeah, it's a slight enhancement. But the cooking of meats and vegetables together uh, led to a greater absorption of nutrients, therefore uh, larger brains, higher intelligence. Yeah. And with higher intelligence came better ways to make soups. Better soups, like uh, the crock pot or the instant pot hmm. or uh, just, just the pot. 1847 yeah. by... John Potlick. Potlick, yeah. And that's where we get uh, potlucks. Yes. Uh, because he was considered quite lucky. He invented quite a number of things that became very successful. Just off pure luck. He didn't have any background no, in any sort no, of mechanical he, engineering. He was a very dull person. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet he invented quite a number of things. Mm -hmm. In particular, uh, the the uh, instant pot. Yes. We know it today. Uh, still keeping the, the Potlick family very wealthy. Yes, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's really kind of quite interesting how uh, something as simple as boiled roots and vegetables have just guided the course of humanity. Mm -hmm. um, from what I found when I was researching the show for the last 27 hours, sleepless night, um, I found that really humans would not have evolved to the point that they have now without soup. You see, at one point, we would take an animal, we would hunt it down, and we would spear it to the ground with nothing but a sharpened stick. After that point, we would skin it, and we would eat it raw. From there, we tried to figure out ways to gain the nutrients of an animal, and to eat an animal, but if we cooked it, um, at the time there was no no authority on cooking. There was no Gordon Ramsay. There was no um, uh, Pearl Ivy. There was no big names of cooking. Okay, so we realized that if we boiled the water, if we boiled the water, we get the nutrients 
of the food into the water surrounding it and simply drink the water without having to chew and digest the food. And this is what came to be known as Squabble. Now at the time, Squabble was the man who invented it. It was Paul Squabble. It was a very, very Neanderthal name. Paul is obviously a Neanderthal name. Now Squabble is something that to the Neanderthals, Neanderthals, thank you, meant um, expanded knowledge. And as as the, the squabble went on and went down the generations, finally it came to a point where people realized we we're getting a lot of nutrients out of this, but nobody's really enjoying the taste until John Soup. John Soup came along. And John Soup said, God damn it, we're getting the nutrients, but we're not enjoying ourselves, and we need to be a culture of of enjoyment and love. Which actually brings me to our next point, uh, Campbell Soup. Mm. Uh, James by, Campbell. Yes. James Campbell mm. uh, not only partook in the idea of soup, yes. but uh, it, that's not even his original name. His name was James Curtin, and he uh, was a pioneer uh, during the 1800s, uh, traveling along the lands of what we now call North Dakota, uh, and he regularly visited people at their camps as they were, uh, you know, uh, pioneering west, whatever the they rush. were doing, and probably he gold, never traveled rush. without his trusty bell. Mm. And he played uh, campfire music with his trusty bell. And was he a cow? No, no, no. no. But okay. he always played with his Go bell, on. which gave him the name Camp Bell. Oh. Yeah. And after he was done playing his musical uh, overtures, he would upturn the bell and fill it with his no. signature soup. No, no. Therefore known as no. Campbell Soup. Mm. Camp Bell okay. Soup. You know, that that is uh, very interesting that people used to... This is a slight bit off the topic of our soup episode, but people used to get names, of course, associated with who they were and what they did in life. You have a lot of people nowadays that are smiths. They used to be uh, maybe metalsmiths or woodsmiths. Baker. A lot of cooks, a lot of bakers. And it, it really makes you think about these people uh, with the last name Molester or with the last name Gynecology. Um, gynecology. Or a kidnapper. I went to school with a few people, um, you know, that were just just very very nice children. But I remember a um, a Frank kidnapper. I remember a Bill. I will steal your shit. Um, and and how did they get these names? Probably just some obscure language lost in translation situation. But um, I definitely. I definitely remember thinking, you know, there might be something to this. There might be something to Annie. I've never met my mother. Yeah, and, uh, and Bernard the, Buggery. Yeah, Bernard Buggery. I, I do know that Bernard really liked to... Uh, James liked, Jigsaw. Yeah, liked to get into him. Now, James Jigsaw, now that's a, that's a, that is something for us to discuss. James Jigsaw. Not only was he just the best at using hand tools to create just the most 
elaborate illusions for your eyes, but he could put together any puzzle. He he could also could absolutely destroy anything. Oh yes. Yeah. To no. the point where you could never put it together unless you had a casual Saturday. He got locked out of his house once and I'm I'm uh, 99% sure that he was responsible for the great fire of uh 1942 here in Missoula. Mm. Yeah. Um but it was all started from a power tool and they knew that but they, and a chipmunk. And, sure. Well, the chipmunk used the power tool was the the story, but uh I just I it was hard for me to believe it knowing that James Jigsaw was a prominent figure in in our society. Mm-hmm. A disgraced figure, for sure. Well, yes, at that point. Getting back to soup, though, um, we're taking a bit of a bit of a divergence here. Um, soups. So we do know, for one thing, prominently throughout history, there has been no culture, no society throughout Earth that has ever made it past one hundred years of soup. Of thriving without having had soup as a part of their as a part of their ethnic um, dietary needs. Every culture that has ever walked this earth, from the Neanderthals straight to the modern man, has had soup. And we do know that in nature, every creature makes soup. If we look at the the mighty bear, the mighty bear will not only devour and conquer a a yes, that my producer Scotty is commenting on this because she happens to know some bears personally. Um, but not only will they devour and conquer uh, a, a prey animal, but they will take it and they will open its skull only to mix the internals into a soup so that they may drink it and partake in a kind of social commune around it. And that's a very well-known fact. That's something that, um, that kid shows, uh, touch on most of the time. Um, and it, it is definitely something that I have learned growing up in the woodlands of, uh, Montana. Did you know that, uh, bears is, uh, specifically Alaskan bears, mm-hmm. they are so particular about their soup contents. Yes. They're, they're the Gordon Ramsay's of bear soup. Yeah. Uh, I've heard, I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, that they actually will forgo most of the ingredients presented to them by nature uh, and only pick the skins and the brains of salmon to use in their soups mm. because they've discovered those are the best quality uh, ingredients for a very fatty, rich soup. And so uh, they will just throw the rest of it in straight the garbage known as the Alaskan rivers. Um, mm, they are just yeah, filthy, just aren't absolutely. they? Just filthy. Yeah, they just toss it directly yeah, in. disgusting uh, But yeah, they, they have really perfected uh, Alaskan soup recipes um, that we know of today. Yeah. Well, I know that um, at most of the grocery markets that we have and some of the flea markets even um you will go down and you will see uh alaskan soup recipe uh um gumbos they call them sometimes but a lot of the time it really it is just that just that brain and that fat and i've always wondered you know where does that stem from but uh, it's a very interesting fact you brought up that 
that the uh, the bears and nature itself knows a good soup when it finds a good soup. And and when we look into it, when we look into the facts, when we look really deep into the biological facts of nature, we start to see that we can find the same soup recipe all the way down to the smallest, most minuscule of creatures, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes love blood. It's very easy. But mosquitoes only like the blood that is mixed with the proper ingredients. They need not only the liquid, because a liquid is only a drink. They need not the sustenance and, and the texture, because that would be solidity. That would be mouth something... Mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. Yes, they need Here something... For the proper mouthfeel. That's what they aim for. Some people can walk down the road and have two mosquito bites. And some people right next to them, three feet away, have 600. It's, Why is that? They possess the right ingredients. They are one. They are soupy motherfuckers. And that's really what it comes down to. Don't and, drink soup if you're going to be around mosquitoes. No. I, tomato soup is the worst. Because not only does it does it look and feel and emulate the blood texture, um, but really it's it's something that parasites look for, you know, and that's that's really that's what they want. That's why only parasites drink tomato soup. Yeah, well, naturally. Um, so so soup in itself is just such a a biologically diverse and such a a grandiose uh, endeavor throughout the whole evolution of of the world that it's something that I feel like needs more. Um, needs more looking into, and not a lot of people do research on soup. I know that there's been a Harvard study lately. Um, you know, Penn State's been kind of kind of dabbling in it, but not a lot of people really want to put their thesis into it. But if me, I for one, I would I would love to to bid out and say, you know, if you're going to one of these prominent universities, if you have to do, um, you know, your your final analysis and anything. You really have to show your skill set and what you've learned throughout. Then definitely do it on soup. It, it's very risque, though. It it is it is because it's because it's so common and so cultural. Um, it crosses a lot of boundaries. You know, I feel like, I feel like you could really uh, make some enemies. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. You know, if you if you're if you're talking about the wrong type of soup with the wrong type of person, um, you know, you're really gonna push some nerves. Push some buttons. The, the, because, it, you know, we, you you obviously have the Campbell Soup uh, mm. family. You also have the Netherfields and the, 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 the Gerbersteins. Mm. They really run uh, the soup dynasties. Well, and, and they in, will come but after only in, you. In, in one half of the world, if we're going to travel into uh, what was in antiquity known as the Orient, you know, then we're going to run into things. Uh, like ramen soups, yeah. or we're going to run into egg drop soups. And if we, we get the, into the things... The egg drops and the ramens, you don't want to mess with those No, 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 no. They're, they're very on par with the Yakuza. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure the Yakuza derives its name from ramen, um, which has now, you know, turned ramen. So there's there's just, there's so much to this story. There's so many topics that we can touch on. And we just, we really want to kind of give you guys as viewers kind of a base of things. So next time you go out and eat the world's most popular, um, I can't even, drink. Yeah. Well, I, I, Other to me, a smoothie? I would, I would want to call it a dessert personally, yeah. because to me, I mean, if it's, even if it's a meal, there's nothing more enjoyable than a good soup.
And so to me, that makes it dessert, you know, and I, I, I would challenge somebody to not agree with that. Um, so we, we really want to touch on that and just kind of give you guys a broad base. And if you guys have any questions, um, any comments, if you know of some good soups, if you uh, know of some cheap soups, you know, a good can for a dollar type of thing, uh, just let us know. Just send, send some texts our way, send some messages our way. Any way that you can uh, get part of the community really, really helps the, the word of what we're trying to spread grow. And, uh, you know, next time, uh, join us and we'll, we'll uh, get at a whole other topic. We got a good one coming up. You know, pancakes, were they originally only potato or did they have some syrup? That's something that has uh, really been a, a debate lo- locally. And Are not- they good for you? Are they bad for you? Yeah. Are they neutral in mm. the world uh, socio-political standpoint? It, we don't know. It really depends on what side of the border you're on. And that's something that we're going to really get into. And of course, as always, just like this episode, we'll start off the episode with fact checks from the previous, which would be this episode. So just making sure that we're always staying on point. We're always making everything up everything legit and on top of the table for all of our viewers, for everybody who um, views our words as they come out of the microphones that are speakers in their house. Um, we, we really want you guys, and we really appreciate everything you've done. We'd love to uh, thank our sponsors for the evening. Our sponsors today are alcohol. alcohol. You know, alcohol is something that, uh, again, has always been there for me when I've watched TV and uh, when I come home from a hard day of work and you know, bird here is looking like she did too much laundry and is real angry at me. There's always one thing I can turn to, and it's it's alcohol. Yeah. And, and when uh, I come home and Bear hasn't done any of the laundry, I also turn to alcohol. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, and cans. Cans and bottles. Cans and bottles hold the alcohol sure in. Sure appreciate cans. And they're, they're the kind of the backbone of... Of the show here today we'd like to thank our producer and our executive uh estate owner uh scotty she is uh, curled up in her dog bed at the moment but i'm pretty sure she she very much proves this episode because i have seen her steal a bowl of soup off the counter and if there's one person that appreciates a good bowl of soup it's scotty thank you very much and we will see you on the other side